Welcome to the Energetic Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your guide, Kelly Hansen, naturopath and mentor to women who want to tap into their unlimited potential and create their own version of a soul-driven, joy-filled life. Join me as I share my insights into the transformational pillars of health, balance, connection, clarity, mindset, and manifestation. They turned my life around from burnout to the energetic soulpreneur that I am today. I'm on a quest to create an abundant life of ease beyond my imagination, and I'm inviting you to come with me. What does success mean to you? Lots of money, a big house, an investment portfolio, being seen as a leader in your field, maybe becoming famous or receiving awards. And what if you never achieved any of these things? Does that make you a failure? And who decides this anyway? Hi, I'm Kelly. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Energetic Soulpreneur podcast. Today, I am extra excited (laughs) to be sharing the microphone with my long-term friend, Kate Holland. She's joining me today to have a really candid woman-to-woman, friend-to-friend discussion about identity, success, and what this all really means, particularly as women, you know, and as mothers, And we would really like to invite you in on our conversation. So thank you, Kate, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. (laughs) So I've actually been speaking to quite a few women lately, which is sort of what sparked the idea of, of having this podcast episode. So I've been speaking to a few women about success. And I really think that many of us need almost like a permission slip to redefine what success looks like for us, to, you know, break free from these social, cultural and familial expectations, you know, that tell us that our worth is wrapped up in our, you know, profession, prestige, accolades, you know, and our income. And what many women told me is that if they're not working full-time or if they're not making a significant financial contribution to family expenses, that they feel like they need to make up for it in some other way. So whether that's, you know, that you're packing the lunches and cooking meals every night or getting that laundry done or having a spotlessly clean house or, you know, for all of us mums, it generally means making sure that you're available for all the school pickups and drop-offs and, you know, running the kids off to sports and and all of that. And I've worked with so many women who feel just so overwhelmed and, you know, they're really heading towards burnout because they're trying to be all those things, like a powerhouse businesswoman, a loving wife, nurturing mother, you know, a caring friend and a loving daughter. And it's just so much. So, Kate, I wanted to bring you in on this conversation because you have achieved many amazing things and you've played many different roles over the years. You've been a member of a popular rock band, 
you've had a really long-term career working at ABC Radio as a producer. You're the mother of three boys. <laughs> and most recently, stepping into the role of an entrepreneur, starting up your own business, KTB Communications as a copywriter, content creator and communication specialist. I would love to get your take on this because, you know, you obviously invested a lot of time, energy, focus in your earlier years building that career in communications. So how did you feel about stepping out to to become a mum and did that change with each of your pregnancies? Well, there was a lot in that intro. But one thing that really struck me was you talked about women wanting to try and be everything. And I've I'm pretty good at hanging on to things that people say, even if I know I shouldn't. And I remember someone really close to me who I have a lot of respect for saying, you're just not really an ambitious person. And they actually meant it as a compliment at the time because they meant I wasn't the sort of person that would climb over whoever I needed to to get to where I needed to be. But it just kind of stuck in my head and drove me a bit crazy for a long time because I was like, does that mean I'm not you know, trying hard enough to be the best or to be the manager or be this thing. But in all honesty, and I've ruminated on this a lot, my ambition has always been to balance being stimulated in my work. Like, And for me, intellectual stimulation is quite a big thing, whether to be purpose in my work and ultimately that to give back in some way, which the ABC, for all its role of communications, it's a social service in many ways too and a you know really beautiful institution to work for. But also to balance that with being a parent. Being a parent was, I'm going to say non-negotiable. That's a bit of a harsh thing because it doesn't always happen easily for people. But in my mind, you know, I think I told my mum that if I didn't have a partner by the time I was 26, I was just going to do it on my own. (laughs) But um, that didn't quite happen. And I met Damo when I was 27 and and happily (laughs) together, we've had three wonderful children. But that was always something that I wanted. Ever since I was young, I was very, very keen on being a mum. But that is a tricky thing to navigate because the world has changed so much since I had my first child. You know, like my firstborn is 14 now. And I reckon when I did the mums and babies class uh, with him, most mums there, well, maybe it was half half, maybe half didn't have a job, Mm -hmm. half were part time. I reckon by the time I had my second child, almost every mum worked part time. And now by the time I had my third, a lot of mums are actually working full time and still trying to juggle having children. It's really, it's really changed. I think that's a lot of pressure. And because there's all those combinations out there, you can easily fall into a trap of comparing yourself to each of those things. You know, should I be more stay at home? Should I be more part time? Should I be more full time? Whatever. We can drive ourselves crazy thinking about that. And that's probably a really key part of advice for all of this is that we've just got to find what works for us and trust that that's the right thing. Yeah, and let go of some of this guilt, right? Like it's either, you know, mum mum guilt because you're not available enough to your kids or it's guilt that, you know, you're not contributing whatever that might be, time or financially, you know, to the family. And I think so many women, you know, do feel that. I mean, for me personally, becoming a mother really changed everything like before becoming a mum my career was everything I guess my career you know really was my baby and my identity and you know and if I'm to be honest and looking at back at that you know with reflection you know my sense of worth was absolutely wrapped up 
in my job. And it's interesting to see that when you become a mum, there's that shift in your identity. And, you know, all of a sudden family comes into focus. And perhaps for many of us, for the very first time ever, work starts taking a back seat. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm a bit greedy in the sense that I still want my work to, you know, I guess reflect who I am, and which is what you're doing too, Carol, to be honest. Like, you know, you're really soul-driven by this whole thing. And so being able to balance my life as a mum and maintain my job at the ABC. I was so lucky to do that because unlike a lot of mums too, when I did step back into that role as a, and so I was a producer working for ABC Radio for a very, very long time and I felt very privileged to be able to step back in and the role that I did every day that I was there, like it wasn't five days anymore, it was sort of three days for a while and then moved its way back up to four eventually. But every day I was doing the same level of work that I did when I stepped out to have my children and not every mum has that opportunity. You know, they get kind of relegated to something that's less valued or whatever. So I was very privileged to to have that. And I, and I loved that. And the ABC was a place I had always wanted to work for. I value what the ABC does so highly. So in me making a decision recently to step away from the ABC, it was a very, very big thing because it was letting go my connection to that place and, for better or for worse, I could never go to a dinner party or a party without everybody asking me endlessly about the ABC and the presenters and who's there. But that's because they're invested and people care. So that's a beautiful thing. So all of a sudden you're like, okay, I don't have, I'm not connected in that same way anymore. But it's been well and truly worth it because I've carved out this new identity for myself. And that's probably a really solid thing for my children to see too, that I'm capable of of creating creating my own direction. This is this is a big part of it, actually, that I didn't want to just ride out my future. I wanted to carve out my future. I knew it was a bit scary. And when I first started thinking about it, like six months ago when I talked about maybe making changes, my beautiful husband, Damien, said, you know, you should just take the leap now. And I would actually burst into tears because that felt like I was being disloyal to my ABC family. They are my family. They're my friends. It's a fantastic place. But when the time felt right and that there was a moment where it really did feel right. I just did it and I'm, you know, zero regrets. It's been incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, even with, with my own journey as well, and I would really just want to kind of put this in, into the space of that we can constantly evolve and, you know, and carve out new careers. I mean, you know, I've worked in film and television industry for most of my, you know, early adult life and, and then I left to study and, and then become a naturopath. And, you know, now my, my business is growing and I'm, you know, coaching and, and mentoring people. And I think, just keep, you know, I'm, I'm always just encouraging women to just keep looking at what works for you and like just carve it, just keep chipping away at it, you know, until it is something that works for you. And for me, after having my daughter, that meant me creating my own business rather than going back, you know, and working for somebody else because I, you know, I wanted to have that ability 
to be able to show up to her like sporting events or her dance concerts or, you know, whatever it might be. And I realized that there are a lot of mums out there that really, really crave that. And I just, not, you know, they're locked into jobs that just aren't flexible and, you know, they, they aren't able to do that. And I, you know, it's really something I don't take it for granted. Like I just think I'm so lucky to be in that position. And it's interesting because the old me from like my corporate years would never have slowed down long enough to really savor and create precious moments and you know when I think back I did miss out on some really special important key events because I put my work first and you know you can never get those things back and it's just interesting that back then you know I took so much pride in how busy I was you know almost like it was a badge of honour. And so it's been interesting that now as as my sort of, as I've changed personally and my business has grown, that, you know, it's, I've witnessed how that's changed me and that that's the last thing I want to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, and you become busy in a whole other series busy of ways. In a different Starting way. a new business is very busy. <laughs> What's going on? Part of this will be for me to carve out that space so I can fake beautiful muffins like I did when they're little, but I haven't quite found my groove yet. I'm I'm working on it. But, you know, you talk about that juggle. I think it was, you know, non-negotiable for me to go back to work in between having the kids because, as I said, I'm a little bit greedy and I wanted to have that stimulation as well as be a parent. But, but trying to strike that right balance was always important to me. And, you know, that did feel a bit tricky at times. Sometimes I felt a bit guilty that I wasn't, you know, going back full-time to the ABC, but then I simultaneously felt guilty that I wasn't around enough for my kids. This is the juggle that we always have. And, you know, my third Jay, my little firecracker, you know, I I sometimes wonder whether he missed out a little bit in that first bit because I was going back more than maybe I had with the other two. Plus, he also just got dragged around to two other kids' events. So his whole life he's been pretty much slotted in. So that has been another big factor for me stepping out and creating his own business because it's freed up my time. I'm now team manager for his basketball team. I'd love to coach, but I don't know the rules. I still don't really know the rules for football either. I'm actually quite good at coaching. I loved coaching. I coached netball all my life, but I have kids that play sports that have rules that I don't get yet. But maybe one day I'll watch some YouTube clips and get up with it. But that's been a really important thing. And I never forget years ago being at a wedding and one of mum's friends saying to me, she thought there was a window, a magic window kind of between 3.30 and 4.30 where Kids would tell you what's going on. And if you miss that window, particularly as they get older, and so my eldest are 12 and 14, that if you miss that window, you know, you lose them to their bedroom or these days you lose them to your, their phone for a while. It's just gone. And that, that just always another one of those things that just kind of stuck in the back of my head. And I thought if I can create an environment where more often than not I'm around for those moments and now with my new situation, I'm there, you know, pretty much every day, uh, which is great. Doesn't mean they always tell me everything, but um, sometimes they do, and that's great. Yeah, you're right, actually. Like I, I would say that that, that time frame is, is when my daughter and I probably have the most heartfelt, you know, conversations yeah. and when she is going to tell me about, you know, all the ins and outs of what's going on in her life, she's, she's a pretty open book, so she's, I think she really looks forward to 
that time of, yeah. you know, but it is, it's that, that post school, they've just come home and they just want to have their little offload. And then, and then you're right. Then she goes off and, and, you know, she does whatever she's going to do. But that has been, you know, something that I, yeah, just hold so precious is being able to be available during that time. And, you know, and I don't subscribe to feeling like I need to have really hard and fast rules around when I work either. Hmm. Like I often chop and change my hours and to, to sort of go with what works for me, what works with my clients, what's going on at the time. And so, you know, I might work in the morning, but then, you know, like we're saying, maybe take that time off after school to like kind of catch up with them and maybe get like some, some food happening towards dinner. But you know, then check, check back in, you know, and do a client call maybe later that night or whatever. And I love the fluidity of being able to do that. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what sparked this thought when you were talking before, but in terms of making the change, I think you were saying, you know, you've spoken to so many women and they're trying to balance and they're wondering about you know, burnout and things. I didn't feel like I was quite there, but like I said, I was keen to carve out a new path rather than, you know, ride out a path. And I was really keen to learn new things. And one of the most exciting things about this is that I'm learning exponentially. Like I always wanted to be someone that kept learning. And the ABC provided that in many ways because we all know how much the media scene has changed (laughs) over the last while. But now learning incredible new things and, you know, as I said, even setting up a business is just so many endless things. So I just have learned so much. But the thing that I think I'd really want to point out to any person out there wanting to strike out a new direction, part of this for me was also just checking whether I actually had transferable skills. Like, you, you know, you're in the same place for so long. You know, why would anyone necessarily want me anywhere else? Maybe I don't have, think, maybe I couldn't do anything else. You know, that voice that can go crazy in your head. And the really exciting thing for me is that not only have I stepped back into writing again, which is something that I've always loved and I was doing less of, obviously, because I was in radio, but I've realised that there are like a lot of transferable skills and experience that I gained at the ABC, which is actually very applicable to a lot of scenarios. I think we underestimate our capabilities across different experiences. And I just think if anyone's half thinking they want to test it out, I'd say just give it a crack. I'm so glad you brought that into the conversation because everybody, every single person has a zone of genius. They have their own unique gifts. And the thing is, is that it's normally the thing that you find really, really easy. And Kate, you and I were having a quick conversation just before jumping on to record this podcast where, you know, I was asking you if you might be interested in, in sharing your wisdom with, with my wider community. And, you know, you were almost like, Oh, you know, I could do this, but it was almost like, you know, it's, it's so easy to you that you wouldn't, you know, couldn't conceive that that might be something that somebody else might find difficult or that they might find valuable and it's it's like oh no that's the you know they're the things and that's the thing I think I've underestimated how as a radio producer every single day it's about going all right why is this story interesting who's it going to engage with who do we get to be the right person to talk about it how do we 
you know, construct the messaging so that it engages with people. And that actually applies to so many businesses, so many brands, so many people. And if you can help people realise they've got lots of interesting threads to what they do, sometimes they, they assume they don't, but actually they do, and then help them work out how to articulate it. And so, yeah, I've kind of forgotten that that's a really applicable, I guess, skill. Yeah, and I would say to anyone who's listening who's who's maybe going, no, I really don't have anything <laughs> that could be, you know, transferable, I think it's actually just more about just like broadening your horizons and just thinking a little bit outside the box because everybody's skills would be transferable to other things. It's probably just more a case of that you just haven't identified what that might look like. And I would encourage anyone to play, like play around with different ideas. You don't have to like go and leave our long-term job tomorrow. <laughs> no, that's right. And right? So there's that fear too of being considered a generalist rather than someone that is really amazing at one particular thing. And again, look, this is revealing my personality here that people say things to me and they Rue in my mind and I stew on them for years, but that's okay because I tend to find the positive eventually <laughs> out of it. But again, I was overseas. I was 19, I think at the time, and I was staying with my friend and um, it was someone connected to her family. He said to me, he was talking to me about all the things that I was doing and what I was interested in. And he said, oh yeah, you're like one of those jack of all trades, master of none. And I have never, and again, I just hung on to that for so long and wondered whether I should, you know, be steering myself went down one specific road and really learn how to nail that. And then not that long ago, I came across the extended quote about that. I don't know if you've ever come across it, but it's actually that the jack of, jack of all trades, master of none, though oftentimes better than master of one. And I'd never oh. heard of that before. And I was like, oh, my God, that's actually me. It's not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> you know, if if you can turn your hand to a series of different things, which actually a lot of a lot of people can do, and I don't want to sound sexist here, but, you know, mums do tend to pivot themselves, to use a very COVID term, um, in a thousand directions because we have to. And actually that skill is a really important one in a million working environments. Oh, goodness. I think uh, that's been really landing for me personally lately. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. pivot pivot is, the you know, it is a bit of a buzzword of, of COVID times, but, you know, really, isn't it? It's It's so essential to, you know, just keep your eye on the prize and keep, you know, aligned to whatever your vision is of what you're really wanting to create for your life and your job. And, you know, when one thing doesn't work, don't give up, just pivot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, or keep evolving. Like I've always wanted life to be dynamic. You know, I always want to keep on being stimulated. I even wrote that into my vows. You may remember my very, very long vows and Damo and I didn't know what they were and then he had to suddenly go and come back with his. But I think that's really important and everyone has the opportunity to keep on evolving even in really little ways. I've got a beautiful friend, Airely, who'd be wonderful for you to talk to one day too and she does a lot of stuff with sort of business organising and things and I had good chats with her when I was getting this started and she just said, don't compare yourself, just start with what really feels right for you and you'll probably keep evolving anyway. And it's absolutely true. Absolutely true. Oh, goodness. Yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> my my business has evolved in ways that I would never have 
imagined or conceived early on. And I think the more that, you know, you can just kind of go with the flow of it all, you know, it's so much, it's so much fun. Like just let it be fun and let it be yeah. playful and see where it takes you. You know, it's a yeah. journey. <laughs> and I have to say too, I was slow in the take up of maybe some of the networking stuff that's out there, but there is some incredible support that comes from particularly women, you know, in that space that have, I've had people reach out to me that I, you know, one of them, I had to apologize and because I sent a message, I just, just double checking. You're not like a hacker because you know, I think that week a million people had been hacked on Facebook kind of thing, you know, and you get this message from someone that you don't know from a bar of soap and it was just someone lovely that just said, you know, I think I like what you're doing there. Like let's connect. And I think there seems to be a very, very supportive space of people out there. So if you are even wanting to, like you say, just test the water, like put yourself out there and reach out to people. And I just think you'll be blown away by the, the support. Oh, 100%. There, there are definitely many women who are out there that really believe in that women supporting women philosophy. And yeah, the support is, is phenomenal. Yeah. And again, it is, it's really just being open to connecting with those people and creating those those relationships. And uh, I know that some of the people who have helped me the most or just even been my biggest cheerleaders throughout my business journey have have been women that, you know, I've connected through. Well, now I run my own events to bring women together, but, you know, events that I have gone to as well from other people. And it's just, it's so valuable Yeah, and I had people that I knew when I'd left the ABC, you know, several men as well who'd been in that space that just invited me to come and spend time and talk to them about their systems. I think it's just being, maybe just not being embarrassed about what you don't know too, like is part of it, that it's actually okay not to know everything. Like why should you know everything? If you've worked for an organisation that's done all those things all those years, you're not expected to know. So there's this massive growth ahead of you and that's really exciting it also means as someone was saying to me the other day you know you now go into a a shop front and you're like wow these people have had to do heaps and heaps of stuff behind the scenes that before you just took for granted (laughs) it's so true and I think you know beautiful comment there and I, I you know again for anybody like starting out in their new business especially when you do start comparing yourself with other people and you know these people have probably been in business for quite some time and to be honest probably have a great support network backing them up as well but when you start your own business you know all of a sudden you have to do all the moving parts you know your finances your marketing and you know let alone actually deliver the service that you started your your business to deliver in the first place And so sometimes, you know, you can slip into this spiral of feeling like a failure because you're like, oh, you know, I don't know how to do a business plan or a marketing plan or whatever. And, you know, we all need to start somewhere. Absolutely. And again, that was some really solid advice that was given to me. Just don't compare, work out the core that you need right now. Because that's the thing, you know, I look at social media and there's a, you know, a million people telling you, how you should be doing a million things on there all the time. But, you know, again, you still got to find out how that fits for you now and what feels authentic for you now. There's a million apps for all the different systems you can use. Yeah, think about them, but just work out what you need now. And, you know, slowly, it's good to be aware of all these things, but not to 
overwhelm yourself by comparison. In fact, at the end of last year, I was working for Adelaide Uni for a little while and I was doing some writing for them, which was great. And I met this wonderful lady called Vivian Heng, who was incredibly, talk about comparing yourself, you know, she'd already done like a science degree and then she was doing like a maths degree or something. She was super smart. And she'd also written a story that had won won the award and was included in this anthology. So she was just incredible. But for her, we were asking her about being a woman in STEM and how she dealt with all of that. And one of the really key things she said is gather all the advice from all the different people and then put it through a filter and work out what works for you. And also remember that it's not actually up to you to represent the perfect combination of these things for everybody. You're your own person with your own goals and just try and keep it keep it at that. She said it a lot better than I just did, but that was in essence what she said. And I thought that was incredible. Yeah, it's it's so true. Like to bring all the information in, but then make it your own. And I mean, that's what you, you know, that's what's going to make your, your business a success anyway, because there's no point in emulating what somebody else is, is already doing. That's something that's unique to them. So it really is, you know, stay in your own lane and focus on your own thing and take, take it all in, but then, then put it out in a way that's uniquely you. Yeah. Now, before you go, because not many people can say that they were a bona fide rock star, <laughs> you were part of, you know, a very successful band here in Adelaide called Special Patrol. How did it feel to, like, get up and have raving fans? And I'm going to put my hand up with full disclosure that I was absolutely one of them, front row and centre, <laughs> every time. But, yeah, what was that like for you? Oh, that was a very, very fun time of my life. And actually, again, when you talk about the trajectory of success and how we measure this, because I was in the band as I was in my 20s and I was casual at the ABC at that stage, you know, I wasn't really putting my hand up to try and get a permanency because we wanted the flexibility of being able to go away with the band and do all of that. And so, you know, we were so lucky. We played at the Big Day Out. We played at the Falls Festival. In fact, we were just reminiscing about that just the other day. And then when we got to, you know, I think I was around about 27 and making some serious life decisions about what, what might happen in the, in the future and whether children were on the cards and all those kind of things. So making the decision about how, whether we could stick out this rock and roll thing. And that was real, that was a really testing moment about my identity because, you know, why would anyone want to leave a rock band? So I found that another quite testing time, but I was very fortunate that I was stepping away from that into a job at the ABC, which was very, was very driven about as well so I was very fortunate but I remember at times you know towards your late 20s you're surrounded by people who are really quite successful and starting to buy big houses and do whatever and we wondered at times you know whether or not we shouldn't have been a bit more focused earlier but I again I have zero regrets because playing at those festivals in a band was excellent it was all about creating incredible memories the 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 connection that you get from making music with other people is pretty special. And whenever the group of us get back together, we are straight back to those jokes and those laughs and those amazing moments straight away. So, uh, yeah, zero regrets. It was wonderful. If we had an opportunity to, you know, get back on a massive stage again, I'd take it up in a second. And, in fact, I think it's the 2nd of September you need to put in your diary and we can confirm this, but there is a reunion gig coming up, which I'm very excited about. Oh, my God, I need to dig out my old groupie T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that was a re- that was a a wonderful time of my life. And as I said, even though it wasn't lucrative, 
it was incredibly rewarding and so memory building. So again, you know, we've been talking about carving out the things that that matter to you that really, really mattered to us. Music was a massive part of our life and still is a massive part of our life and will always be a massive part of our life. Yeah, I'm so glad to have experienced it. And plenty of time to worry about the money later. (laughs) Absolutely. Like, you know, I think, yeah, obviously it's nice to be comfortable, but that's one facet of our existence. Absolutely. Yeah, you know. Now, before we go, I think we should both go through perhaps our top five things that make us feel successful. I'm definitely going to preface mine by saying that, you know, this is always changing as I kind of personally grow, as my business evolves, you know, certainly as family dynamics change and as my daughter, you know, gets older. But for me, like health is absolutely one of my highest priorities. And so while I completely can appreciate that this is not going to necessarily rate too highly on everybody's radar, but for me, making sure that my family's got a really like wholesome meal on the table uh, for dinner every night is is really important. I do meal planning every week. <laughs> And we'll always sort of make time, you know, for that kind of thing. Like my family eat like like kings. So for me, I'm like if my family is happy and healthy, then that's that's a big tick uh, in the success stakes for me. It's also been really rewarding for me to see, I guess, like that I'm being a bit of a, a role model for my daughter without sort of even intentionally meaning to be but like seeing her adopting some really beautiful self-care practices she listens to a meditation every night for new year's eve it was just us as a family at home and she was the one who instigated that we should get out our journals and reflect on the year that had been and all that we could be grateful for it's right. like, wow, who who is this? <laughs> you know, and to to what you know, to wanting to do yoga with me or or things like that. So that's so rewarding to me because I know that these are things that are going to support her as you know she gets older and life's you know going to become yeah there'll be some challenges to navigate and you know I really hope that these things will support her through that. So I love that. Definitely building a business that actually feels really, really aligned with my values and that I absolutely love because, you know, I have been in a career that hasn't felt aligned and so this is just so beautiful. And to have this incredible opportunity to support other women to, you know, break through all of these barriers that hold them back from really stepping into their own power and becoming leaders in their own right and, you know, usually going on to create businesses that have incredible impact, you know, for their families, but even on a on a bigger scale. So I absolutely love that and would not change that for the world. Feeling happy, calm and grateful and excited about my life. For those who have listened to previous podcasts or know anything about my history I had complete burnout many years ago so to be feeling like this on the daily is just 
incredible and that is a definite success tick (laughs) for me. But I think, you know, ultimately it's really about just being the best person that I can be, doing things that have a positive impact on the lives of others. And, hey, if that comes, you know, with money, awards, whatever, you know, I'm totally here for it, but... But I, but those things, I guess, are kind of, of secondary, you know, to what I kind of want to create. And I, I generally find that if you, you know, focus on what your intention is and your impact and, and that's the rest of it tends to follow anyway. Actually, do you know what I observed was working at the ABC and meeting so many people from so many different walks of life doing different things. You could get intimidated at times, again, comparing, gosh, these people have achieved these incredible things. But as I guess I built a cachet of exposure to these people, I did start to realise that most of the people who were doing really incredible things or had been recognised for these incredible things didn't set out to be an award winner in that thing or didn't set out to be the person researching. There was a moment in their life that drove them to that and the end result was a byproduct. It was usually a passion or a real purpose or a need. You know, there was an incredible man who had done this amazing research into genetics and things, and that was motivated by a sickness of of his child. So he didn't set out to become this, you know, award-winning scientist. It was really through necessity. And so things like that happen a lot. So I think you're right, like on a philosophical level, if you're sort of following what you're really passionate about, potentially accolades will come if if, you know as a bonus not not something you're seeking yeah and I just think that you get far more fulfillment if you aren't needing to sort of validate your worth Mm. through external things you know whether it's the money or the prestige or the awards or whatever like if that's just a bonus and if you go oh that's great but you know, I felt fulfilled and I felt successful already because whatever I was doing was was having impact. And, you know, obviously the example you just gave then had like a direct impact for his family, but then, wow, right, like the ripple effect of what yeah. he, he did is just yeah. amazing. The research changed the world, which was just great. So what's your your top five? Oh, goodness. I would say... Probably right now I feel successful just because I took the leap of faith and I had a crack and here I am. You know, and I, again, don't take for granted that I'm in a fortunate situation that I could. I mean, I was due a lot of long service leave, so there was a little bit of a buffer there, but that still doesn't mean, you know, there isn't a, a slight risk of failure and I, I took it on and here I am. I guess secondly, I'm feeling successful because the work that I'm doing is being really well received and also that it's valued you know like even on a monetary value that's been a hard thing to get my head around you know you work for a a place as a set wage and that's how it is and all of a sudden you're having to kind of put a value on a monetary value on what you offer and you realize that actually your experience and capability is, is valued so that's been a great thing I mentioned before that the exponential learning is just incredible and that to me is a success because that's something that really has always driven me I want to keep learning my whole life and at the moment it is exponential (laughs) in every way both in running the business but also in just tackling and applying my skills in new new places that I'm fairly successful because I'm there for my kids more than I was before in terms of being able to 
pick them up and take them to places. And we've been very fortunate. We have very supportive family around us and they have done a lot and still do do a lot. But I'm liking the balance of not requiring that from them, you know, as a rule, but more as a, as a bonus. I think that works for all of us. And then as we talked about that little window of time, I'm there for those discussions. Although I have to say my youngest tends to like to offload just as he's going to sleep. So it doesn't, that window doesn't work for everybody. Who even do the confessions of the big stuff just as he's meant to go to sleep? Delay tactics. Yeah, I think so in every single way. Or he's just sort of guilty and he just wants to kind of rush it out. So he leaves me with it rather than, I don't know, it's different. Just know all kids are different. Um, and then a bit like you, I guess, you know, I'm not sure if this is the fifth or not, but I just feel really I'm happy and that I'm creating a new life that is full of diversity. Like my job at the ABC was full of so much diversity because we came up with shows every day full of all sorts of content. But I've created a new life that seems to have the same amount of diversity. I'm interacting with all these new people that I wouldn't have before. And then like you, getting to meet all these new people and also connect people with other people. That's been, you know, I am a bit of a natural relationship builder and this space is allowing that to happen even more you know you might meet somebody who is a photographer and then you happen to be in a conversation with somebody else and they go oh actually I'm doing this thing like, well I met this beautiful person here and being able to help connect people in that space is is great so it's it, I guess that gives me per- a new purpose again which is excellent yeah I mean definitely one of the bonuses of working for myself that I love is that opportunity to collaborate with others and to do, you know, things like this, like connecting with somebody else and sharing our experiences and sharing our skills and it's great. And actually, you know, we at the ABC, you would have people that have some really great ideas and they say, oh, let's meet up for a coffee and we can flesh the idea out. And we just never could because you get to work and you hit the ground running and you're peddling, peddling, peddling till you get on air and then you're on air and that's it. So this lifestyle has created space for some of those conversations with people where you know you meet someone for a coffee and you just hear about a completely different work sphere than you know anything about and it's just it's it's great as I said I'm obviously being someone drawn to just having conversations and it's happening all over again in a new way so I'm very happy my parents will laugh that I ever suggested that I wanted to become a park ranger I wanted to apparently be a park ranger or an archaeologist at which they scoffed at both those suggestions. They're like, you talk way too much to have either of those careers. Maybe that's <laughs> retirement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, it. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, for one, very glad that you chose today to come and have this conversation with me and to touch touch base with all of my listeners. So thank you for fitting that in. If you'd like to continue this conversation with either one of us you can do that by connecting with us on facebook or instagram our links are in the show notes thank you for the opportunity it's you know it's quite uh ironic i guess that i could be quite nervous when i spend all that time working on radio and trying to encourage people to talk about themselves but it is that's actually probably one thing that is different about doing your own business is putting yourself out there that's a bit scary like when you're sort of absorbed in an institution you have an identity but it's very connected to that place whereas at the moment sort of creating my own path and persona I do find that a bit bit nerve-wracking and this going out there is a bit nerve-wracking but I'm also very appreciative of the opportunity and um, I look forward to meeting more of your community. Thank you babe. 
If you are feeling the call to create your absolute best life, to reimagining the scope of what is possible for you, head to the show notes to get the link to join my subscription list so I can share with you my offers and resources that can support your journey to unimaginable abundance, happiness and fulfillment. And if you found the information that I shared here today useful, please rate and review my podcast or share it with someone who may resonate with my message. I would love to connect with you, so please come and find me on social media. The links are in the show notes. With love and gratitude, until next time.